0: how to dream, cowboys? Welcome, everyone, to our recap and review of the Marvel show, What If? on Disney+. Plus. It's starring Jeffrey Wright. He's from Westworld. Also, mostly it's sound-alikes, but the original cast a couple times, too. I'm James, that's Ryan, and Chad's also here.
1: I'm also here. <laughs> that seems like a bit too much of an afterthought sentence. And, by the way... There's Chad, so I,
2: I'm I'm I accept my my status as afterthought. I feel like I've been slowly being pushed out of the Marvel podcasts as as we go on, anyway. So
1: you're here, Chad. Okay, I'm here, I'm here tell, now. I guess Adam's not here, it. so
2: points. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Adam's at Niagara Falls, so he's going over the falls in a barrel, so he cannot join us. But I'm sure he'll be here for episode three. I almost I almost did the Adam thing of being like, is he really? that is an an atomism wait wait what are you serious he could die no man no I'm not serious what are you talking about but he's really in Niagara Falls Yeah. yeah
0: but he's not in a barrel so Chad's our Marvel guy right so we'd outsource Brian and I don't have the time to learn about this stuff so Chad already knows it Chad what if is a comic series right
1: yes Perfect. I'm glad Did Chad's you here. ever
0: read it?
2: <laughs> um I mean some uh not really. I mean I know some uh, of the little stories here and there.
1: That but, is uh, <laughs> a binary question. Zero or one. Yes or no. And you're like, "Well, All
0: right, there well, well, Chad, if you haven't uh, seen it, why don't you go ahead and hang up?" <laughs> no, well, just, no,
2: hold <laughs> on. There's there's some interesting storylines that I believe were born from what if that like spun off into like full-fledged comic series. Like there's there's one called Age of Ultron and it's that's where the movie came, title came from, and it's um, it's what if Ultron won? And it's like this post apocalyptic world where like all the heroes are dying, and like Ultron has taken over the world, and it's like about a resistance force to try to take down Ultron. So like, I've, I know a bit about like those stories, but not really. And and, and Marvel kind of uh, they merged all their storylines into one storyline like like five years ago. So who even knows what's real and what's not in the comic books anymore? They, they reset the whole universe every couple years.
0: If you haven't seen the show, the basic concept is that they're taking familiar storylines and characters from the MCU, not necessarily Marvel properties, but specifically the MCU, and putting a little spin on it. What if one little thing were different? What would be the cascading butterfly effect from that?
1: Yeah, what if it, every one of these major TV shows and movies starred Ashton Kutcher? What? He was in Butterfly Effect. I am so over this. I can't <laughs> deal with this anymore. Right?
0: <laughs> like, just just get one of the things that I say.
1: <laughs> that was actually wait, a good movie. And then Adams like, wait, really? He, he, <laughs> he was, was in, French. He was in Butter. Oh, that was good shit. I liked that shit very much. So <laughs> we we were a little late on
0: this. Two episodes are out because we did Suicide Squad. And so now we're going to recap and review the first two episodes.
2: And to be fair, the first one, there's not really much to say.
0: No. Well, the first one, I don't know if it has a title. I'm calling it Captain Carter. What if Shot's Captain fired. Carter?
2: What, what, what if Captain Carter? Hold on, I'll get the titles right now. What if Captain and Captain Carter were the first Avenger? All
0: right. I, I, <sighs> I had a sentence a...
1: fragment version of that. Yeah, it's a very bad title.
2: Yeah, all the titles are like that. The second one is What if T'Challa became a Star Lord? Became a Star Lord.
1: Ooh, there are multiple Lords of the Stars. (laughs) This
2: is a weird
1: noise. So, to
0: briefly recap the first one, since, uh, as Chad said, there's not a lot going on there, Jeffrey Wright. Bernard from Westworld is Utau, the Watcher, and he can see everything. He can even see other realities, which now there are other realities because Loki killed Jonathan Majors. And so we get to see some of those <clears throat> variant realities. Am I? If, do you guys think, is that the case? Like, what if
2: no, you, you, it happened right know, after what, that I,
0: happened in Loki? So I think it's kind of not a coincidence.
2: I, I think... I think that it happened after Loki, so the audience better understands, like, the variant timelines. But I think it's confirmed now that the sacred timeline is actually, like, a bunch of different timelines kind of woven together where none of them result in another Kang. So, like, there's a bunch of different timelines that are the quote-unquote sacred timeline. It's just as long as another Kang doesn't show up, it's okay to stay around.
0: All right, well, is that your
1: theory or that's canon?
2: I think it's con- I think it's confirmed. I think it's canon.
1: My theory is that What If has been in the works for forever, and they were like, "Well, let's do different realities and shit." And they're like, "Oh, well, Wandavision and Loki are eventually going to talk about that." And they're like, perfect, put it after that. Bing, bang, boom. So yeah,
0: the conceit is pretty easy to understand. What if this MCU thing happened differently?
1: When you say it like that, it does feel lazy. <laughs> like, oh, I don't know, what if it's different?
2: Like let's let's tell a story, but we can capitalize on the nostalgia of now by using all the same characters, and and a lot of the joy will be derived from just recognizing
0: similar themes.
1: Mm, when you say it like that, I'm offended.
0: The animation <laughs> is okay. It looks to me Ooh. like a Telltale game, basically. If you've ever played Telltale Batman or Telltale Walking Dead, it looks like one of those, but just like better. One of the later ones, maybe.
2: The first one is animated like uh, my son watches this show called Ninjago mm. and it's like Lego Lego Ninjas. And, and it's it's very reminiscent to me of like that. Not not that style, but like that level of quality where like their lips don't quite line up perfectly. They they slip and slide a little bit on the world. Yeah, things are just a little bit too polished or not polished enough.
1: You guys pay attention to stuff that I do not pay attention <laughs> to. I was like, this looks fine and good. Keep moving. <laughs> so, what if... The second if, one
0: was better. What if Peggy Carter was Captain America? Or Captain Britain? So... Captain Carter. The linchpin of this story is that instead of going again, like oh this is so harrowing. Instead of going to watch Steve turn into Captain America in the gallery, she stayed in the lab. Okay? That's that's the thing that is different in this reality. And since she was there, moment. she was kind of looking at the Hydra assassin, and he kind of notices that he's been made, and so he sets off his bomb early. And shoots Steve, and so no one can go into the, the the super soldier machine except for Agent Carter, and she does and she comes out all jacked.
1: She looks like China from the WWF. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I was so worried when they shot Tiny Steve. You can't be shooting tiny Steve, you can't take that.
2: I think he should have died.
1: I agree. But instead he becomes Hulk Iron. No, Man. that's later. Yeah. <laughs> So yes, You're later. Steve is, is still
0: soy boy 110 pounds version of Steve from the beginning of Captain America and this character who I don't recognize from the movie and I've seen the movie a few times, he's like a pencil necked bureaucrat leader of S.H.I.E.L.D. Tommy Lee Jones is
1: not here and he's never referenced In the entire thing, like,
2: oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, that's (laughs) Colonel John Flynn. He's played by Bradley Whitford of the West Wing fame, Joshua Lyman. He's my favorite. He was also in The Handmaid's Tale recently. Oh, is he
0: the press secretary on West Wing? Uh, No.
1: okay. The press secretary is C.J. Craig. She's a lady. Right. He's the deputy chief of staff. Okay, okay. Anyway, he's. But serious. you're thinking of the right
0: guy, most likely. He's a, he's a douche, <laughs> and he's like, women can't be superheroes. Whoa, we should have had a man do this. I refuse to make use of this critical military asset because I am a sexist. And um, Tommy Lee Jones, I I fired him. That's why he's not in this. Checks out. <laughs> and then more or less the 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 the, the plot of. Captain America 1 plays out right like she goes on the rescue mission to save Bucky instead of Steve there's a shit ton of pretty lame Marvel humor the, you know the Scottish guy's like since when do women fight like that oh since today Ha <laughs> laugh line it was <laughs> so she does Steve's origin story she's now Captain America but because she's not American she's Captain Britain but she's not they captain just call Carter. her Captain Carter they don't give her an interesting name i thought she'd be like britannia or something I was hoping for that she's an encyclopedia yeah
2: captain britain is a different character <laughs> with like different context
1: okay sorry <laughs> <sighs> fuddy duddy
0: meanwhile uh, hydra and the red skull are doing their thing they get the the, the tesseract out at the door just like in the movie but then and explain this to me cuz this made no sense to me for some reason Agent Carter deciding to stand in the laboratory instead of standing in the gallery makes it so that they are able to detect and understand the existence of the Tesseract way before they did it when Steve was Captain America? How does that make any sense? Did they? I yeah. don't yeah. know. Th- they did not know about the Tesseract uh, in in Steve's version. And then in her version, it's like, well, because Captain America is a woman now, I was able to predict that they will probably be using the Tesseract.
2: Oh, you're saying how did how did um,
0: what, Stark? Yeah, you know, yeah. What changed that allowed him to get that intel that he didn't well, have in the other reality?
2: Well, you got to remember that that when Captain America became Captain America, he spent like a year doing nothing, and Captain Carter was doing stuff right away. Okay. So maybe they made more ground somewhere and there was more intel somewhere.
0: But her first her first mission in the field was also Steve's first mission in the field, which was rescuing Bucky from the POW camp. Okay. Well, then,
2: then there's okay. your and continuity s- error then.
0: <laughs> oh, God. These are all so things I don't so, care well, I'm about. Say, it's okay. not so much <laughs> what if, Marvel what if, as it is Marvel wouldn't it be cool if,
1: basically.
2: Yeah, fair.
1: Yeah, they're jerking themselves off. That's the whole series. So, okay. yeah, but... Go no, ahead. no, I will go ahead. I will. Okay, so you had a snarky comment earlier, James, about how most of the voices aren't the real people. That's incorrect, actually. Most of the voices are the real people, and the actual interesting things come where they're not. Like, Hugo Weaving is not Red Skull. He's played by Ross Marquand, who is in Walking Dead and does a lot of voices. He also does Johann Schmidt, which is the same person.
2: Doesn't he also do the Red Skull in... Um Infinity War and Endgame?
1: Almost definitely. And uh, Dominic Cooper, Howard Stark, Stanley Tucci, Jeremy Renner, Boo, Samuel L. Jackson, Haley Atwell, Neil McDonough's back, Toby Jones, Daryl Hammond plays Nazi General, which I so think is
0: amazing.
1: Why don't we, Who who isn't himself? Steve Rogers is
0: not Chris Evans. Oh, really? He yeah. did a good job. I knew that wasn't him. And 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 I was really surprised to learn, <laughs> and we're not there yet, that like Michael Rooker reprised his role in the next episode because he sounded so like it, it sounded like someone doing a cheap impression of Michael Rooker and, but no, it turns oh, out dude, it, him. it
1: was Benicio del Toro being the collector and it didn't sound like Benicio no. del Toro. So I all. was just like, Oh, well no these guys, it's, it's
0: quarantine. They're probably on the phone at their house, reading these lines, literally phoning it in, not giving a shit, cashing that check. <laughs> like, <laughs> was it really him? I could have sworn. I thought it was the guy who played Q in Star Trek. <laughs> no. Anyway... As Brian mentioned earlier, in this reality, they, uh, well, so she gets the Tesseract, she steals it from Hydra. That didn't happen in the first movie. And so they're able to use that to build Iron Man, like, 70 years earlier than they should have. And so now, uh, Steve is Iron Man. What? That was actually a little interesting, just conceptually. Like, okay, in this reality, they have an Iron Man, and it's actually Steve, Iron Man's rival in, in the real reality. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean... But nothing else really changes. Then the rest of the first Avenger plays out.
2: N- hold on. So, so, so on. real real quick, real quick. So, real quick. I thought that the whole Steve Rogers is, uh, is Iron Man thing was was the worst of the show. I thought, like, like that is nothing but fan service. And that bothered me because I feel like they should have at least made it... What if it doesn't matter if it's not actually what if? Yeah, this, this wasn't that's what, what I'm if. saying. This, yeah. <laughs> so... Um, the consequential changes um, that happened from this which should have been the interesting story what would have been Steve Rogers doesn't become captain America so there's a new cap there's a new super soldier who's Captain Carter um, Shield had the tesseract from the beginning you know it wasn't lost for 70 years they had it for 70 years so what does that mean for the world and then uh, another thing that I forgot what I was going to say because I waited
0: Thank God.
2: Oh, 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 and Bucky Bucky didn't become the Winter Soldier.
0: Right. So they they do the train heist from the movie. Bucky doesn't fall down. The Iron Man falls down. Then that's the end of the movie, and they go to Hydra Castle to confront Red Skull. He got the Tesseract back when Iron Man crashed. He's using it to summon Cthulhu from another dimension. And I got to say, just very quickly about this one, Steve died, and they're like, aww. And then later, like, in the castle, they find that Steve's alive. And they're like, cool. I'm like, nobody. No, that's good.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, he doesn't matter. Exactly. Also, isn't it interesting that, that Stark decided to make Steve Rogers the the pilot of the suit? And no. not an actual soldier.
0: Or a pilot.
2: I, mm-hmm. right, that really bothered me. It really rubbed me the wrong way that he became pseudo Iron Man. Why? Why what? Why did... Why did it bother me?
1: That's correct, Chad. Because
2: because the whole point of Steve Rogers' character before he became Captain America was that he was the guy that nobody believed in. He was the guy that everyone thought was going to fail and had no, no uh, reason to be on the battlefield. And and there was two... So, so that... So he should have been dismissed as soon as he didn't become Captain America. And the second thing is all through Captain America, they talk about... Uh, and this is actually the impetus for Red Skull. If you take the superhero serum, it exaggerates everything so if you're a good person it makes you better if you're a bad person it makes you worse and the no- notion that i got when watching the movie was that everybody had some level of like evil in them so wouldn't it have been interesting if like agent carter showed that like arrogance or something that comes with being a super soldier because she wasn't this altruistic kid from brooklyn she was just like an agent for the government that probably has some red on her ledger to take a line from Scarlett Johansson. Uh, that well, would have been a more interesting story to me.
0: Well, pretty much anything would have been a more interesting story than this first episode because it sucked. Let's, I didn't let's even like this first episode. <laughs> no, I, mean, yeah. I
1: didn't like it. <laughs> but I, but due to all the naysaying coming from, uh, from y'all, it, it is like making... I want to try to defend it. I'm not going to. It was bad.
2: I thought the action was fine.
1: A ringing endorsement.
2: I liked, I liked the fighting. I liked how they made her stronger than Captain America because she had a higher baseline when she started.
1: Yeah, her stats were higher.
2: Her stats were higher. I mean, when she got the buff, the multiplier was more effective.
0: Cthulhu comes out of the portal. You know, this is, happens at the end of, of so many movies whenever the bad guy summons a monster. It immediately kills him. That was easy. It just happened in Suicide Squad. <laughs> we just watched a thing where that exact thing happens. <laughs> she uses her... British shield to push the Cthulhu back into elsewhere, the other dimension. And then Steve is like, but you were supposed to dance with me. And she's like, don't worry, I'll dance with you on Saturday night. So it's like the end of the movie. Remember that? When he would crash the plane? It's like that. I remember that. (laughs) And so she goes into the portal and then she comes out it's uh in the shield base like where they summoned Loki accidentally they summon Captain Carter and it's Nick Fury is he played by Samuel Jackson maybe he is he is all right and he's like it's been a long time miss Carter she's like where's Steve and they're like who cares and and so it's <laughs> like the, the, the end of Captain That's America but so Captain
1: Carter dumb. and
2: very upset with that whole thing
1: Let's revisit how upset you are and continue on with what episode two well, is. Well, no, no.
0: So let's just very quickly review oh. episode one. Uh, I, okay. I thought it sucked. Your feelings
1: haven't been made abundantly <laughs> clear. I watched this with the
0: same disposition I would have watched a timer ticking down for 22 minutes. <laughs> like it left zero impression <laughs> on me. Uh, I just kept thinking while I was watching this, I was like, maybe I, maybe I, maybe I don't like Marvel anymore. <laughs> like, <laughs> so, this, this yeah. like this is like the shit is for babies. Like, and I watch a lot of baby <laughs> shit. I enjoy it, but like even this man, it just felt so trite. The Marvel so, yeah, humor like was really it was just, bad. It was like it was Star an, Wars bad.
2: There was Marvel humor, so there was <laughs> there was it was an excuse to make like oh let let's just have a, a, a an official super soldier just beat a bunch of people up and and. We'll we'll throw in a couple of like, oh, huh, that's neat moments. And that was the whole premise that like it it was, it was, it was a poor way to start. This is, this should have been the third to last
0: one. They shouldn't have made this one. I think this one, Chad, maybe to go along with your theory is like the tutorial, basically. It's like, okay, do you see how this works? Remember that movie? Well, it's that
1: movie, but the lady this time. Yeah, it was bad. Go talk about the one I liked. (laughs)
2: <laughs> I think it's funny that Brady rates the first half of this podcast as highly as he rates the first episode of What If.
1: That it was bad? Yeah. Nah, you I think it wanna, was okay.
2: You just want to get on to the next one.
1: So badly.
0: <laughs> the the next What If is substantially better. What if
1: yeah. the
0: Ravagers picked up um, T'Challa instead what of if, Peter
1: what Quill? If,
2: what if T'Challa was a Star-Lord?
1: The first of four episodes that Chadwick Boseman will be in. And so
0: this one actually lives up to the premise of just like a what-if scenario by making it really simple. They pick him up instead of Peter. And then we skip into the future where we can fill in the blanks of a lot of things that might have
1: happened differently. Conceptually, it just works a lot better than how they did the, the Captain Carter one. There were actually interesting decisions made in this one
2: yeah you bring up a good point james maybe if they did that with captain carter and they kind of left it fuzzy so we could fill in the blanks ourselves it wouldn't have felt so hokey
1: right
0: and it would have. it wouldn't have felt like it didn't make any sense also
2: like yeah like like stark just runs over and said here's your shield because you're supposed to have it
0: also uh uh what what Sorry. i really liked about Clark this one is like it's like a reverse. It's a wonderful life where, like, basically, apparently, uh, everyone's life was made worse by having Peter Quill in it. <laughs>
1: and, oh, for sure. And, and because <laughs> yeah. it's T'Challa
0: instead, everyone's doing way better. So yeah, it basically he, he goes up with Michael Rooker. Michael Rooker, for no reason, more or less, on I mean, he, he likes the cut of his jib. He's like, well, he, Yondu, you're the wrong guy. Let but anyway. Come into space with us, kid. You seem cool. And
1: yeah, then we jump forward to like 30 years into the future. In the beginning of Guardians of the Galaxy 1, the Korath v. Star-Lord fight. But this time, Korath is like, you're my guy. I like you very much. Please hire me. And also, let's have a fight. It would be the the greatest moment of my life if I got murdered by you.
2: Yeah, I liked that a lot. Do you, do you think that he overplayed it a little bit?
0: It was very, it was very yeah. hammy and Marvel humor, but I mean, I also, I just kind of liked
1: it. Yeah. yeah, I did too. Because you're not wrong, but I liked it. <laughs> yeah.
2: Also, uh, Ronan the Accuser is, is still at large, killing all of the the people at, on Xanthar. So.
0: so we see okay. uh, a lot of the ways in which T'Challa has affected the Guardians, the Galaxy timeline. Just by being in his life, he seems to have made Yondu a better captain and a better person. And more honest with his own
1: feelings. Yeah, this entire episode is just a roast of Peter Quill, now that I'm thinking <laughs> about it. They uh, go to a space bar where they're hanging out. Taserface is even like a chill, cool guy in this timeline. By the way, Taserface, played by Chris Sullivan, who is in This Is Us, he plays Toby in This Is Us. I had no idea. At the bar,
0: we see the rest of the Ravager's crew. It's uh, so they took on that guy from the beginning of Guardians 1, and it's him, and it's Sean Gunn, and it's Taserface, and like even Thanos has joined them. T'Challa defeated Thanos not in a
1: battle, but just like explained to him that his plan was dumb. One of my favorite parts of the episode just Thanos constantly being like, Yeah, but the genocide was efficient. Like if I had done <laughs> it, it would have been pretty cool, and everyone being like, Nah, man. Uh, uh-uh. uh it's like they defeated Thanos, like in a boss fight, and then you got to play the game over again. But you got him as a playable character. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: At the I like that. at the bar, we see Dave Bautista's character, and his his family has not been slaughtered, so he's like a happy
1: go lucky guy now. <laughs> yep. One of the only characters not played by the original actor. And and then they,
0: right. and they just leave it at that, which I appreciate. Like we don't need to know the rest of what happens to that character. His arc uh,
1: never started. His life is infinitely better than it
0: is in the main timeline.
1: Oh, dude, a hundred percent. The moment I saw him, I was like, I don't really need Drax right now. And then he was gone. I was like, perfect, good. So he was tending bar. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. He was a it was, he was a bar back probably. Yeah. Even worse.
2: I mean, he's Drax the Destroyer, and he was in jail.
1: Well, now he's Drax. Know. Do you want a spicy margarita or a regular? Yeah, now, yeah, now he's Drax <laughs> the Mixer.
2: <laughs> we do learn that his family's still alive. That's pretty cool.
1: That is
0: solid. That's an A+. <laughs> we then uh, run into Nebula, and it's implied that perhaps her and T'Challa have a romantic history, and they have you know some small talk. He tries to tell her, like, hey, you should talk to Thanos. He's not so crazy anymore. You know, you guys might get along now. They fucked.
2: Uh, she's she's less um, robotic, which implies, you know, obviously that Thanos was converted, like, long ago. Because, mm-hmm. like, she has, like, the robotic eye. But in, in our universe, like, her whole body has been basically replaced. And I, I thought that was an interesting way to kind of show, you know, that Thanos really did, you know, change. The, and, and it's interesting we don't see Gamora, even though, like, the relationship is the same with Thanos. So...
1: Yeah, or she died in the of beginning of Suicide Squad. She couldn't be here. Yeah,
2: right.
1: <laughs> she then sets up basically
0: the plot of the episode. They want to do an Ocean's Eleven style heist of the Collector from the Guardians movies, and the, they're—it's uh, really not important what they're after. Some MacGuffin that will save Planet Gonzo from the Draculans. It doesn't matter.
2: No, it. It's going to it's gonna do what Thanos wanted to do, which is solve the resource crisis in the universe. Fantastic. And
1: this, when it became a heist movie, is because I was watching the beginning of this episode with the same amount of cynicism that yeah. you guys had for the first one. I did feel like I had set a timer and it was counting down to when it's going to be over. And then they were like, oh, this is a heist episode now. And I was like, oh. Fuck it. I'm in, baby. (laughs) For me, I
0: was like that, too, until I heard Josh Brolin as Thanos. And I was like, oh, look, okay. Well, now you have my attention. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Yeah, when I I
2: saw Thanos, it was like, oh, this is, they really did it this time.
0: Yeah, this is the shit. (laughs) So the heist plan is that Yondu and Nebula are going to pose as sellers to the Collector. And they're going to sneak T'Challa in where he's going to go and find the MacGuffin. Meanwhile, Thanos and the other Ravagers are going to create a distraction outside. What? Another thing that I really liked about this episode is that they kind of use it as an opportunity to focus more on things which people liked but didn't get to see a lot of in the movies, which is like The Collector and the... Mm-hmm. Sorry, Chad, remind me, the, the bad guys who serve under Thanos, the black something...
2: The Black, or-
0: Black Order. So people really liked those, but a lot of people complained that we didn't get... Like, the Collector never did anything. The Black Order never did anything. And now they get to do stuff. Kind of. A little bit. A little bit. During the heist, it goes sideways. Uh, the Black Order captures all the Ravagers. And then the Collector captures Yandu and Nebula. And meanwhile, T'Challa's going through a hangar with all these spaceships that he's collected... Including an X-Wing is in there as well, which poses a lot of questions.
2: (laughs) That's funny.
0: So I just... Just just try not to
1: think about it too hard. Well,
0: I I am thinking about it. (laughs) Okay. So what, they got that from the Star Wars galaxy, I guess? But then this is the MCU where it's already been, like, Peter and Ned are fans of Star Wars as a movie? (laughs)
2: Well, Star Wars is a documentary it takes place a long time ago in a galaxy far, far
0: away. Right. That makes a lot so of sense. So it is both a movie and a thing that happened. Or or yeah, alternatively, is. the collector's a fan of the movies and just made it an X-Wing.
2: He, he stole it from Disney World.
1: There you go. Right. That, that, it's perfect. Not, it's not like a complete fiction like all those World War II movies.
2: <laughs> S- oh, boy.
1: Is that too much? <laughs> is that making light of a genocide?
2: It might, like it, it, might be, it, it might be Holocaust denial, I don't know.
1: Ah, oh, I don't deny that. I need to uh, let everyone know that I think the Holocaust is real. <laughs> okay, good. It's a weird sentence to laugh through. Keep going. <laughs> he then finds a
0: spaceship which is from Wakanda, which is... It's named the Mandela. Shocking to him because Yandu told him that Wakanda was destroyed so that he would remain what? in space with him because i guess he loves him like a father um and so now t'challa feels betrayed yeah but he like he deals with it so much better than peter quill would have yeah he well he i think he punches yandu once and yandu just opens up and explains why he did it he's like what well, if you had gone down there you would have squandered your talents the universe needs you up here you do so much good out here in space
2: which is compelling and also very true. I mean, he stopped the genocide of half of life in the universe.
0: Oh, we shall say Seth Green cameos as Howard the Duck very briefly, but doesn't do anything.
1: Yeah, he's back. He's saying some words. I mean, he said more words than a, a good amount of the cast did. So they do a jailbreak. Yeah. They kill the, the Black Order.
0: They escape with the thing. And then Yandu and T'Challa fight an absolutely jacked collector.
1: Yeah. Thing, things behind the collector Easter eggs included Korg's arm, Captain America's uh shield, Mjolnir, Hela's fucking helmet.
2: Yeah, did we all know that her helmet was the reason why she could summon swords? Apparently,
1: no, I did I mean, not. She'd also, you know she'd, what to do We've wish? seen her use it without wearing it, so I don't know. <laughs> Right. You know what? I do wish, though, that Captain America's shield was the Encyclopedia Britannica shield from the first episode.
0: Right, because that would have meant that maybe this is all happening in the same one alternate timeline, which I would have liked, but I guess that's not the point. It's happening in many, many. Yeah, the Watcher, the the Watcher straight yeah. up says that.
1: I get it. I get it. Yeah. Hold on.
0: So they have a big fight scene. In the end, the good guys win and they lock the collector Oh, shit, up, they do? And the collector gets sent into the collection and then (laughs) his like red slave alien girl uh is now in charge and she you know it's like the end of the lion king all the hyenas eat scar
2: yeah so that's a that is actually i think the only direct like callback to the movie like the actual timeline where she does betray uh the collector in the first guardians of the galaxy movie so, I thought that
1: was nice. And yeah. You know what I don't think is nice? The implication that Drax is alive, but Korg, Thor, and Captain America are dead.
0: <laughs> right. Or, or yes. sitting in a, dis- a, a display case somewhere. Yeah. Oh,
2: shit. That would have been nuts. Oh, man.
0: At the end of the movie, the Guardians go to Wakanda. And basically, T'Challa sets everything right. Everyone's having a great time. And this is a happy ending. It's a happy ending- until the very end when then we see peter quill is uh, working at a dairy queen as a loser N- not to disparage anyone who, who works at dairy queen in their 30s i guess that's okay but um how fucking dare you and then ego shows up and he's like hey let's destroy the universe and i'm sure peter
1: quill is going to be like
0: okay that's better than dairy queen all right
1: that sounds better than this yeah do you want like a like a swirl cone dipped in chocolate or like what are you feeling did you guys
2: want killmonger to be in charge of wakanda when he got back
1: that would have made
0: sense he might have been the next in line right
2: well because he he had no one he had to what fight uh t'challa's father to be the king like he would have won that fight he beat t'challa so um he should have he should have won
1: i didn't think about michael b jordan for one moment
2: i I think that would have been like that would have been a, a, a nice hook to end on
1: no, uh, Is, they ended on the perfect hook, Chad, okay? T'Challa saved the space dog. And it, so. and it was Kurt Russell, yeah. T'Challa
0: saved the Soviet dog, I forget his name, who was launched into space in the 60s and ended up with the collector.
1: <laughs> I believe it was Sputnik. No, wrong. No,
2: that was that was a satellite.
1: <laughs> I know. I know it was, Chad. That was a joke again.
2: <laughs> yeah, but but if we didn't say that, then people would have thought that you were dumb.
1: I'm fine with that.
2: Okay. I'll let it slide next time.
1: Thanks, man. So this, no, this episode was Aww. substantially
0: better. I enjoyed watching it, and I thought the things that were different were very fun and interesting. Yeah, but just such a stark difference because I, I hate hate hated episode one. I was bored to tears. And then I really enjoyed episode two. And I swear to God, guys, I'm I'm not a misogynist. I just didn't like Captain Carter, and I just didn't like Black Widow. It's a coincidence is, that oh, they're dude, about women. I was
1: thinking about this. <laughs> I was thinking about it a hundred percent. I was like, Do I hate women? <laughs> like, is this my problem? I was like, no, I think it just sucks.
2: I didn't hate Black Widow. I just thought that they they asked us to suspend disbelief a little too much.
1: Yeah. And Black Widow is uh, Hawkeye, but a hundred times better. I'm down with her.
2: I like Hawkeye.
1: Hawkeye sucks.
2: Yeah, but, but this will speak to you, Ryan. Hawkeye really? is like Black Widow, but a man.
1: Mm. That didn't speak to me. It offended me on every level.
2: Okay, well, I, I was trying to play on the whole idea that you didn't like women.
1: And then, I like, like you know, there's going to be a, <laughs> a, a, a girl Hawkeye
0: series, and then I'm not going to like that either. <laughs> <laughs> They're making that. Yeah.
2: yeah, I know. So was anybody else upset that there was no Rocket, Groot, or Gamora? No. No. I mean, I, I was also, was fine. I
0: was pretty, like, interested about how, like, you know, it's Chadwick Boseman, and, you know, in, it, he he died last year, but he's... Right. Yeah. That
1: was an overshadowing piece of this, which is just overarching sadness about Chadwick Boseman's King T'Challa. I just read and I said at the beginning of this that he's going to be in three more episodes, all his actual voice, which is awesome. But it does bring just like a storm cloud of sadness that wanders over watching the episode, an episode that's really great about a guy who it always makes me so mad thinking about. Chadwick Boseman's last like two years when he'd be seen and someone would take a picture and they'd be like, Oh, he's mo- probably lo- losing weight for a role. Uh, and like they would uh, yeah. rip him apart and he had cancer. You fucks. Right. And then it's also like the, the big
0: thesis of the episode is like, Oh, the world's a better place. Cause you're in it. No, but actually in, in reality, the actor's dead. Like, you know,
2: well, and except oh. for, except for when ego just takes over the universe. So do we think they're going to do a what if? Cause, cause the, the, Watcher kind of hints at that at the end. He's like, that's another story for another Yeah!
1: When he said that, I was like, no, do it now. Do that yeah, right I want, now. I want to know what
2: happens next.
1: Well, you son of a bitch. Chadwick
0: Boseman is. What did Ryan say he's slated to be in two more episodes, so
1: Three more, yeah. Okay.
2: So wouldn't that be interesting if they had Peter Quill play the villain to uh, Star Lord, played by T'Challa, played by Chadwick Boseman?
1: Do you think the sixth episode, the sixth and final episode of What If season, will be just another episode or do you think it will do any uh, crossover shit
2: like like the watcher gets involved cuz every the episode of every begin the beginning of every episode he says I never get involved I'm only allowed to watch I'm not allowed to intervene do you think he intervenes at the end and it causes some kind of
1: unit multi-universe chaos I kind of want that that sounds fun
2: yeah that sounds really fun in fact there's there's precedents for it in the comic books where um, the Watcher gets killed and um, they destroy his eyeball or whatever. I, I, I actually missed that. I was I kind of dipped out of comics for a minute. But what happens is everything that he saw, all the memories that people may have lost or forgotten about, everybody, it, it's returned to everybody and everybody knows everything that's happened to them. And it, it leads to, uh, like Wolverine, there's a lot of implications there because Wolverine's whole thing is that he doesn't know about his past. Um, it leads to Thor no longer being worthy to hold Mjolnir, which leads to the new Thor. Um, it leads like there's it, it's huge consequences. So maybe they do that, and that and that leads into Love and Thunder.
0: Hmm. Huh.
2: Fair. I dropped my my comic knowledge. I, I paid my bill to be here.
0: Okay. Mm. Well, that is interesting. I, I want to um, signpost the next episode is going to be what if Loki came to Earth and used diplomacy instead of. Fighting, fighting everyone, and you know maybe I'm not a good judge is of that this. The actual name of the episode,
1: but it, I don't know what the <laughs> name is.
0: But that concept to me sounds boring as fuck.
2: I um I, I think that there's one episode that everybody wants to see, and I wonder if they're going to do it. And it's just what if Thanos won?
0: He did win. You
2: know, like just he no, 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 like, in, like in Endgame, like they yeah, like he came he came to the present, uh, he got the stones back. He snapped his fingers, killed everybody again, and he won.
1: Episode 1.3 feels like it's just going to be an alternative story of vote Loki.
2: Maybe we're going to get the Loki that is uh, pruned to become the vote Loki Loki.
1: I've seen Loki so recently that I have zero want or need for this episode. That's sad. Uh, And then episode four doesn't have a uh, synopsis on IMDB. Episode 5 does though. What if Thor was banished to Earth but was still worthy of his mantle? Does he become a bad guy? That'd be cool. That's a dumb
2: what if because he's only on Earth for like three days before he gets his hammer back.
1: Yeah. So How much, so how much damage if, can he do in three days? Hopefully a what lot. What
2: if those three, I mean I guess during those three days he learns humility and he learns, you know he meets Jane Foster. So I guess I mean that would have implications but I don't know.
1: Episode one point eight is Marvel Zombies. Yeah. Ah. So do we, we have do we have all the titles? Okay, these are not the titles, but they are the synopses. Are uh, basically like a, a a Spark Notes version. Episode three: Loki on Earth. Episode four: Dark Doctor Strange. Five: Party Thor. Six: Tony Stark and Killmonger together. Seven: Marvel Zombies. And eight: Tony Stark on Sakaar.
2: There's one that's going to be Spider Man as the Sorcerer Supreme and one as Clint Barton as the Hulk.
0: Oh, I hate that. Clint Barton as the Hulk? Yeah. That's my secret, Captain. I'm always boring. <laughs> 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 okay, well, I do want to give you guys uh, an update on uh, my current uh, passion in life obsession, which is a re- re- release the air cuts. Okay. Yuck. So, uh, in the past week, there was a push by DCEU fans to make the release the air cut hashtag #trend and it did with over 600,000 retweets, including me I retweeted it too.
1: Oh, did David Ayer have a measured response?
0: Uh, well, you know, he I mean he was very pleased. He was like, "I know I said in my insane rant that I wasn't going to talk about this anymore, but I want I do want to talk about this right now and say Uh, that I'm very humbled and
1: I, and I'm very thankful. Right. Now that I'm getting attention for it, I'm going to talk about this again.
2: Do we think that the DCEU fans feel like they are a little
0: drunk on power? Uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, they getting the, uh, (laughs) you know, getting the, the Snyder cut definitely emboldened them, I guess.
1: Yeah, but like, this also makes me want, I don't know what community to infiltrate the DCEU fandom. Like when Pitbull put up that poll as to where he should have a concert and Reddit slash the rest of the internet for every Chan stepped in and made him go to Anchorage, Alaska. I want that to happen where the internet kind of takes over the DCEU fandom and just makes them do awful shit. Although it seems as though up till now, they really don't need any help.
0: And so, yeah, that, that did trend for a while. Um... The other news is that there were some leaked pages of the script and leaked uh, and one leaked photo of the air cut. And in the photo, Harley Quinn is kissing Deadshot.
2: Shit. In the animated Suicide Squad, I think that Deadshot sleeps with Harley Quinn.
0: Drama alert. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't Which, care.
2: The animated Suicide Squad is pretty good if you guys want to give that a watch.
0: No. Then we had... In an interview with The Hollywood Reporter, producer of The Suicide Squad, Charles Roven, is basically like, yeah, I mean, we, we screen tested the air cut back, way back when, and nobody liked it. It, it screened uh, just as poorly as our studio cut. And I think Chad mentioned this when we did Suicide Squad, and so we basically tried to take the best parts of both, and that's what
1: ended up on screen. But, like, the
0: air cut that he's talking about, no one liked either.
1: It doesn't matter, though. They already said that they want it. So even if it's awful and it's released, they're going to say they like it because they can't be proven wrong. Their power has to know no bounds.
2: So they I don't know if you guys remember, but they um, released a trailer for the for Suicide Squad um, to um, the Bohemian Rhapsody. And the tone of the trailer did not apparently match the tone of the movie, but people loved the trailer so much. So when they had to splice the two versions together, they gave it to the company that makes the trailers. And that's why, and because trailers that use pop songs so regularly, that's why the movie was so full of, of pop songs was because, Um. was because they only knew how to make trailers. So they made the whole movie one giant fucking trailer.
0: That's very silly. <laughs> I hate
2: that. <laughs> yeah.
0: other there's there's still yet more news in the air. Cut. Basically, the Warner Brothers guys reiterated, like, no, we're not doing this. We're not spending any more money on David Ayer's Suicide Squad. You know, it, it, it's just not you happening. See, that, no one's interested.
2: <laughs> but that's that's bullshit because, like, unlike the Snyder Cut, which they said was a finished cut, but wasn't this apparently is a finished cut of a movie so all they'd have to pay for is is distribution and there are definitely enough people who want to see this movie to pay for distribution
1: yeah if there's money to be made we still live in a capitalist society so
2: they're just leaving it on the table they they don't want to release it for some other reason I assume integrity, the other reason integrity? is that
1: David Ayer is an insane person.
2: Yeah, integrity, exactly. And they don't wanna they don't wanna feed the beast. It's not integrity, it's
0: fear. Uh, <laughs> along with the six hundred and twenty five thousand people who retweeted the released the aircut hashtag, there has also it's been that many, people. many instances of targeted harassment and online bullying by DC fanboys. Oh, cool. No. <laughs> Causing Water media CEO and Sarnoff to release the following statement. We're not tolerating any of this. This behavior is reprehensible no matter what franchise you're talking about or what business you're talking about. It's completely unacceptable. I'm very disappointed in the fans that have chosen to go that negative with regard to DC, with regard to some of our executives. It's just disappointing because we want this to be a safe place to be. We want DC to be a fandom that feels safe and inclusive. We want people to be able to speak up for the things they love. We don't want it to be a culture of canceling things. That any small faction isn't happy with, we're not about that. We're about positivity and celebration. Oh
1: my god, she gets one death threat. <laughs> and she gets all. Uh, just release the air cut, then.
0: We, we, you know? we will. So, we won't be developing no, we David Ayers cuts.
1: Yeah, we, yeah, that's literally what she's saying. Like a apparent fan of David
0: Ayers tweeted at him about this, the uh, the, the targeted harassment that's going on. He tweeted David Ayers, "So disappointed in you, man." I've supported you from the start, but watching you stab James Gunn in the back like this, embolden some of the most toxic fans out there while pretending you're some good guy? I'm out. I'll never watch anything you ever do ever again. To which uh, David Ayers... You, do, you don't know what happened on that supper. Yeah, right. Something really terrible happened. Well, David Ayers replies, <laughs> Number one, if you're toxic, don't at me. I don't support any kind of toxicity. It's gross and scary. Two... I'm riding a tiger with this aircut thing. It emerged from the socials organically. I have no control of it other than dropping some positivity now and then. Number three, I love James Hart emoji. And that is true. I like
2: the I'm riding a tiger mm. turn of phrase. I've never heard that before.
1: Yeah, he's a funny duddy. He has turtle blood. I mean, tiger blood. No, I'll I go with turtle blood. Tur-
2: turtle blood yes. He has
0: yeah. been retweeting and liking a lot of release the aircut stuff. Again, like Ryan said, 600000 600, is not that big of a deal. I don't think Suicide no. Squad is not the Justice League. I I don't. If if there were a, uh, a prop bet that I could make, I would bet against the air cut ever coming out. Though I would love to see no. it. I would love to see it and recap yeah. it for the show. I don't think it's going to happen. I
1: will assume it would get leaked before it actually comes out. And then they will release it after it gets leaked. Because why not? So they
2: should, they should send it to us and we can re- watch it and review it.
1: Yeah. The HBO boys do have a lot of clout when it comes to the DC universe. I know that. To- for fact.
2: Totally. Totally. I know. Um, so, so um, pulling back a little bit, mm-hmm. I, I kind of thought with Suicide Squad, with, sorry, with the Suicide Squad, um, DC kind of found its footing a little bit, but like with all the controversy that seems to circle every property that they release and all the delays and like issues with the actor playing cyborg and losing Ben Affleck and all this, this craziness, do we think there's a future like DC connected universe? Do we think that DC is just going to kind of be, it's going to, it's going to ride on the popularity of their name or like, do we think they're going to be a success? I guess is what I'm asking.
1: Like is DC gonna be a success?
2: Yeah. Like, are they going? Are they gonna be able to accomplish what they want wanted to accomplish?
1: Which is what? Make money? They'll keep making well, money. No. To, and to, to
2: to mimic the MCU and create this like darker version of a connected superhero universe.
1: No, I don't think they're going to succeed under Walter Hermada. It, he will be fired one day and they'll give the reins to someone who is hopefully better and it will perhaps be accomplished under a different reign but not this one. Okay. Uh I will be honest with you. Again, like I don't know if the, I think the DC is dead
0: in the water in terms of a connected uh, movie series, but I, I you know, I I've been enjoying the rated R stuff from DC. I don't know if I'll go back to the PG-13 shit, but I I as I mentioned at the top of the show, I've I've really I've lost my passion for at least for phase
1: four of the MCU so far. What about you, Chad?
2: About Marvel or the whole question?
1: The question that you recently asked.
2: I mean, I don't know. I, I feel like everything's been delayed so long that like what made the Marvel movies feel connected is that is that everything came out close enough that there was a connective tissue even if it wasn't even if it didn't didn't further the main plot like you knew that it was building towards the storyline but even just looking at the stuff that's already come out there's a lot of confusion and disconnectedness and then and then you look at all like the politics in the background and like how toxic the fan base has become I I see them continuing to try, but I don't see them getting out of their own shadow, you know. And and, and James, to what you're saying about the Marvel Cinematic Universe, I I I think I, I agree so far. I mean, I'm enjoying what I'm seeing, and I'm I'm hoping that it it coagulates <laughs> and like turns into something real. But um, I think that I think that right now what we're seeing is kind of like what we saw when Iron Man one and the Incredible Hulk came out, where like. It's a reset, you know, and they're trying to give us the rules and they're they're trying to establish something new and they haven't done it yet because they haven't made any new movies in phase four yet. And I think that that's why it feels so different. Like the, the, the shows that have come out are kind of clinging on to what has happened when really phase four is supposed to is supposed to be a reset. With new characters, and that's why it doesn't feel good.
1: Yeah, thank you to our patrons: at Connor O'Dowd, Jamie Lochner, Anthony Wells, Day 11 Podcast, James Watch My Dog, Atheist Unstoppable, Chris Wood, Brinken, Day 11 Westworld, Craig, John Jurz, Major Woody, Carol Andreas, and Denzel Washington.
0: And join us here next ba week da, ba, ba, da, for ba, 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 ba. What If Episode Three: What If Loki Was More Boring? And <laughs> uh, <laughs> Horror Boys <laughs> probably coming out sometime next week. Still making a schedule for that. Uh yeah, and release the air cut. Every day that you don't release the air cut, I will be sending an anonymous death threat to Chad's email. Jesus.
1: It's, it's fucking been you? <laughs> Chad is French? <laughs> Chad's like I don't have any control over the air cut. I don't know anybody in the industry. <laughs>